We'd like to thank our sponsor, SLC Guitar, for another sweet guitar riff. Welcome to another episode of Build with Breen Homes, where we talk all things construction, business management, and just have a good old time behind the microphone. Mr. Breen! What's going on? <laughs> Nothing much, sir. I, mean, I heard excitement in your voice in that one. It's going to be a good episode. Oh, man. Oh, man. Got a good question for you. Clients. Oh, we're going right into this. We're going right there into this There is no one. messing around today. I have had a day. Listen, it's been a Monday. Can I just <laughs> chill out? It has been a day. <laughs> so I got to thinking about this topic today based off of a couple of clients that we have. And I am bumping the hell out of the table. So hold on one second. Okay. And something that came up or has been constantly coming up with these clients is decisions. Making decisions in a timely manner. Mm-hmm. My question to you is how do you keep clients making decisions and moving through the process in a timely manner. Yeah. We can we can unfold this one. That's a big one. This is a huge um, one. Let's first start off with all clients aren't the same. Some clients do a very, very, very good job with it. Um, you know, and they they can. <clears throat> Other clients, it's you you can't really pinpoint what exactly causes their lack of ability to make the decision or even stick with the decision. Okay. Um but there's a million different reasons that can cause them to change, alter, not make, not settle on, right? All the above. And for years, uh, when I first started in construction and custom home building, I really thought that uh, adding in an interior designer only made it worse. (laughs) So all those designers listening, you can hate on me right now. Uh, But I have been converted that the good designers make a big difference. So I mean, a designer is like a, a key element in making those decisions, but I don't think that's the only element because at the end of the day, like you are the contractor, you're in control of what's going on in the process that's there. For sure. But you have to give your client the right plan and process of what to pick, how to pick, when to pick, where to pick, all the above. So right? how, how do you do that though? If every client is different, how do you do that? Totally. So again, every client's going to be different. So they need to mold to a system that you have. Uh. If you go out and you try to mold to every individual client system, yeah. it's never going to work. You're dealing with chaos because you've got one, 10, 20, 30, 80 different clients, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so you look at like the big builders that use a model home, for example. They bring in all their clients. They say, you're going to sit down with our designer and you're going to select your selections package. One, two, three days. We're going to go through everything. This is what you're going to select. And when I got, first got into custom home building, my world was kind of like, I'm working for a production slash semi-custom builder that brings somebody into a model area, mm-hmm. you know, or a design center and selects everything. And they give them option A, B, or C based on their, their price package. And I thought, man, I want to do custom where really the client can pick whatever they want. Okay. And I realized within about two years, that was a bad move. Well, two years? It took you yeah, two it took years? Me two years. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm a slow learner. All right. I get that. I know. Damn. But no, I mean, it took some time to really say it. You know, and not say to a client, but say to my team, you can't just send them out and say, go pick out light pictures. Good luck. Right. Right. And have them come back with educated decisions that, you know, progress with their their budget, mm-hmm. the style of home they're building, how you're going to install the fixture. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, so we'd end up with pictures and links and concepts and whether it was way out of budget or didn't work for their style of home, like they just 
don't understand what we understand to the depth of that knowledge. So yeah. I still haven't answered your question whatsoever. I'm kind of starting oh, to unfold good. this package. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, how we deal with it is within our system of a construction management software. We've talked a little bit about builder trend. Okay. Um, but there's a lot of stops and, you know, stops and balances that you can put in place to get clients to make decisions. So I would encourage any builder that's listening to this to factor it down to what decisions need to be made and then timeline those out. Right. So put on paper, get an Excel file, get your selections book, whatever it is, and start to factor down what decisions have to be made. Now, this is always where I I start to compare interior designer view Mm -hmm. versus like project manager view. Well, wait, I got, I got a question though. So when you say time it out schedule wise, would you work from the time the client wants to have the house done and work your way back? Or would you start from day one and be like, okay, cool. No, I mean, you know, to, to unfold your question a little bit, uh, the time that the client wants the house done doesn't happen period. (laughs) (laughs) So don't tell me it's your 10th anniversary and that we have to have it done by July 4th because you're having a big party at the house. Right. Right. It doesn't happen. Right. I mean, we, we tell all our clients, like we will give you milestones along the way. And when we get within 30 to 60 days, we'll give you a deadline date that you can start planning on okay. for furniture moving in, closing out loans, whatever it is. Okay. But we won't give our clients a closeout date the day we start construction. There's too many variables. Way too many. Right? You, you give them a, a move-in date to kind of those trades and everything. You've already kind of like, all right, time-wise, yeah. we should be good around Once you can milestone it and say, listen, we can schedule out to the rest of us. Okay. We're targeting the date or the week of X. So when I say timeline, where I say is, write down the list of things that need to be selected by a client mm-hmm. and then build back to what needs to be selected first. Okay. You know, for example, if your appliances are a eight month lead time and you're a 10 month build, mm-hmm. you probably need those selections done long before you select, let's say your carpet, right? They may come out at different times. Okay. So a lot of times you need to look at this and say, okay, what do I need to have selected by uh, let's say foundation in order to go in at the right amount of time that needs to go in. So for us, we sit there and go, Appliances are a big one right now. They take a lot of time, but windows, mm-hmm. windows are huge. Mm-hmm. If I don't get my windows and my exterior doors ordered by the time I'm finished with a foundation, I'm not going to be able to put those in at framing. Mm-hmm. So I timeline it back to when I need them and say, these are the selections we need first. And it may not make sense in a client's head going, wait, why am I selecting my exterior doors? Mm-hmm. We just barely dug a hole, but we start to realize based on the timeline of construction, that they go into the house. That's when we need to have those put in. Got it. So I'll get yeah. in a little more detail of why we do that, but. Okay. Where we stopped was the difference in what a client or a designer needs to select yep. versus what my project manager needs to know. Right. Right. So when we say soffit and fascia, maybe 50% of our clients don't even understand what that is. But if they tell us they want black, black mm-hmm. exterior accents, copper gutters, mm-hmm. you know, my guys get into my guys in the field, my project managers get into the detail of, but what's my drip edge? How does that edge tie into the soffit or into the shingles and what color am I putting there? Mm. You know, so the details often become a little blurry when I say, okay, interior designer, I don't just need you to select the tile. Right. I need you to select the tile, the grout, the lay, the spacing, you know, Mm. so we start to get into so many more details that we go, are there niches? What are the, what color, what are those niches look like? Is there a sluter edge? How does that sluter edge trim out? Mm. So it's not as easy to just say, just select your tile. Right. Pick it. Tile. No, I need to know what direction your hardwood floor is going. I need to know what color the filler is that we're going in. I yep. need to know the stain color. Yep. Does that reflect to the stain color on the ceiling or the post, mm-hmm. whatever it might be? Yeah. You know, so a lot of the times it's really hard when you start asking 
the field guides, what do you need? They're going to say everything. Right. You, know, you sit Justin down here and say, what do you need? He's going to say, I want everything selected by the time we start construction on a house. Right. You know, and yeah, perfect mm-hmm. world is we would love to see that happen. But I think that we know that's not, I don't even want to say it's not possible. It is possible. But just the time and the mental space it takes for a client to go through, you know, selecting the lot or the land, designing the house around it, visualizing the big picture, all the way down to the concept of what is the color of the hardware, right? you know, or what is the direction of the hardwood floor or the media in the fireplace? How does that sit? Those are little details that they don't want to be thinking about when they're designing the house. You know, they may have a visual concept of the exterior colors, right? But they may not know all those details. I think it just might even look at it like first-time home builders. Mm-hmm. Period. Like have absolutely no idea what goes into building that house. Yeah, yeah. So I could totally see where you're coming from on that. Like being able to break it all down to individual items that creates the whole picture, and not have a good designer. Totally. Could be. Tragic to say how, the least. How often is, is a professional in the industry? Oftentimes, have you thought like, just show me one picture and then let me design your house for you. Mm. Like, just let me do it. Because I, I know more of what you want than you know what you want. Yeah. Based off the one picture or the style you have in mind. Mm. You know, someone shows me a white brick house with black accents. Mm. Yeah. I could probably select their white oak washed floors, their oil rub bronze or their black really you know or their new brushed gold fixtures okay i'll bet you i can right. come pretty damn close. pretty close okay. and they might go change these four things <laughs> cool done <laughs> like done deal um you know but yeah back to the back to the question i have so what do we really do uh, and i'm kind of trying to give more of an instruction of like how to build the starting of that okay um, but we've built a process and a system that has everything recorded down in a selections I want to say folder, but within our software, uh, we have individual selections for everything that needs to be selected on the house. And then in the description of all those selections, we have the details of what needs to be selected with it. So you might have the fireplaces, Mm -hmm. you know, and that may be the unit or the box that we're designing around. But then you're going to have all the different questions of the size of the fireplace, the media of the finish, the color of the frame around. Is there a mantle on it? What color is the mantle? Is there a hearth on it? What is the hearth material? What is the lay? So we have all those details that go in. And the idea is to try to take all of those details and condense it down into, you know, the details that have to be fixed, but look at it from an easier perspective up front. So you may only have 40 different selections, but each selection has a list of things that need to be done on it. Underneath it. Mm-hmm, correct. Okay. And then yeah. what we've done is we've tied that to a timeline of the construction of the house. Oh, yeah. And so okay. as they're going in, they're alerted saying, hey, you've got two weeks before foundation hits and you need to have these items selected. And if they're not selected, we can't continue on with construction. Right. We'll get to a point to where we have to stop. You okay. know, and I think that's kind of a second part of the question we'll get to later. For sure. You know, but I think that helps guide them, number one, of like what is important that needs to be selected. Mm-hmm. So if we're caught behind the eight ball, we've now started build, building the house. You know, we've obviously got plans in place, but we don't have all of our selections done. We just have ideas and concepts. We may get to a place to where... The client says, okay, I've got Saturday. What do I need to focus on today? Right. And it's better for us to say, don't go focus on light fixtures. Focus on what's first in this list of categories and things that need to be figured out. Keep going down the list. Go down that list. Don't skip around. Just Mm -hmm. keep going down the list because you're ultimately 
checking off. You're basically buying time. Yep. Basically. And then as we have, as we have our weekly site meetings with clients, uh, our project managers and interior designers, that's kind of their duty when they're looking at things and the client's going, I'm, I'm so busy. I'm flustered. I've got summer going on, kids yeah. all over the place. I don't know what to look at. Where should I go this week? Okay. It's easy for them to look at it and say, this is what you need to focus on this week. Okay. I don't want you to focus on anything else. Maybe this, this week. And it does, a lot of those boxes start to fill in as they select a lot of their items, right? You know, mm. So if a client comes in and says, hey, we want a, a cream or a white brick with black accents, it's pretty easy for us to say that means windows, soffit, fascia, most likely gutters, roof, mm-hmm. all that's black, yeah. right? Light fixtures are going to be black. So it starts to funnel them in that direction. You know, they pick a hardware color and say, we want brushed gold. Right. Most likely that's going to be fixtures, faucets, cabinet hardware, door hardware, you know, so some of those details, as you start to fill out, it's easy to pop them in as you go as well. Gotcha. Um, you know, again, it can be very overwhelming to a client, which is why we basically force every client to work with an interior designer, a good interior designer. Have to. You know? Right. So, sure. I, I mean, typically my first response is when people ask that same question, it's get a good designer or let me line you up with the right designer. Right. Um, but if you're going to do it on your own, there's a way to do it. You just have to be diligent about it. Would you say with that designer, good tier designer, there's obviously a specific skill set that you totally have to, well, that designer would have to have. What would you say, I guess, would you say it would need to be more on the construction side, a little bit less on the design side, more structure oriented, organizational, because oh, they could hire a designer. Someone could hire a designer and then work with you. However, they could be very organized. Totally. And you could show them that skill set, or sorry, your um, your checklist, and then go, oh, yeah, I could work off of this. Mm-hmm. And then systematically go through there. Totally. Would you say they would still need a little bit of construction background? Yeah, I mean, construction background helps, right? I mean, yeah. hands down. Yeah. Um, in fact, our, our on-staff interdesigner works in our project management position mm-hmm. uh, to learn construction background because her goal is back to interior design only in the future. Nice. And she wanted to learn how to communicate with contractors and with project managers. So I, mean, I think that'll be a huge key to success for her in the future. That being said, um, we because we've run into so many issues I don't know if it's an issue here in Utah or if it's just like an issue of like our industry. Okay. But for some reason, um, interior designer is kind of like, I'm trying to think of a good industry to compare it back to. Okay. I was like photographer. I'm going to use photographer as an example because that's what my dad did growing up. Okay. Um, nowadays with the equipment we have, almost anybody can take a really good picture. Hmm. You yeah. know, with an iPhone even. Like yeah. when you look at, the old cameras my dad spent thousands of dollars on, and nowadays cameras on the iPhone takes just as good of a picture. Right. They're gonna be blowing up to a, you know, frame size photo. Right, for sure. Um, when I when I use that to come back, compare back to interior designers, there's a lot of of uh, people that have a really good design sense or taste, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But they're a part time mom. They're in school. It's just they're in the fashion industry and they just like it, and it's not necessarily <coughs> their full time job. And they get brought in of like, let me help you design your house to a sister, friend, family member. And so we end up with kind of this barrage of what may be considered inter-designers, but they're part-time designers. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that makes it really hard. That's where we get basically just another decision maker in that doesn't help. Right. That's where I come back to like a good designer makes a mound of difference. 
Okay. Um, but because of running into that in the past, we've brought on our interior designer uh, to be either be the full-blown interior designer or design coordinator. But okay. no matter what, she works with us with our client. So okay. if our client hires a de- an interior designer, we still force our design coordinator to come in and say, listen, I need you to communicate what's going on with the interior designer, regardless of how good or not good that person is, and make sure it speaks our language. Um, because, and I'll, I'll come back to a little more detail, detail on this, construction language is different than interior design language. For sure. Yep. And it is hard, yep. right? Um, the best example I can think of that is typically when you get an interior design packet. Mm. I don't know why, but they all love like pictures. <laughs> and I'm okay with this. I'm not cutting uh, them. I know where this you're going It's going to sound like I'm cutting on them. <laughs> yeah, I got you. But they have pictures, and a lot of them are concept pictures. A lot of them are design pictures. Mm. But they tend to like to do rooms. Mm-hmm. So they take the kitchen. They say, here's the hardwood floor. Mm-hmm. Here's the cabinet handles. Here's the cabinet color. Here's the appliances. You know, here's the tile backsplash or whatever it is. Blah, 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 blah. Right. Way down. And then my tile guy is going through the interior design packet and he has to look through every freaking page mm-hmm. to select what's on the backsplash, what's on the floor, what's in the bathroom, what's in the niche, what's yeah. in the accent. And they'll miss something for sure because they don't want to look through an 87-page interior design document. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then the construction language is, give me what my tile guy needs on a page. I don't want to mm-hmm. see a room. I want tile, cabinets, countertops, hardware. Interior designers don't like doing that because then they can't focus on the aspect of the room. How beautiful it is. So it is a different language, right? So that is back to my point of where we come in and say our design coordinator, whether she's a designer for the client or a design coordinator for the client, she'll take even a really good interior designer's uh, design packet Mm -hmm. and break it down to our construction language. So there's our tile. Here's our countertops. Here's our cabinets. Got it. Like right? a schedule yes. for your okay yes. tracking. So that's the way we track in our software is more like a project manager would say. Right. What is the tile? All the tile in the house. I don't want to know just the kitchen. Mm-hmm. I want to know everything. I want it listed in one easy easy spot. Yeah. I want to know the lay, the pattern, the grout color, the edge color, all the above. For sure. Okay. You know, versus me having to bounce back and forth in 15 different areas. Right. So, yeah. I mean, going back to our initial question. Like, how do we keep our clients on focus on that? Right. It, listen, we struggle just as much as anyone. Okay. But the best thing you can do is upfront say, this is what needs to be selected. Lay it out clear for them. Mm-hmm. You know, break it down in detail. And then give them a timeline on what needs to be selected first, chronologically, all the way down through 38 or whatever it is. Okay. So that they can go through and actually check those boxes along the way and not jump down to this focus. Now, they may, they may say, hey, we want to focus the rest of our house around the kitchen cabinets. Right. That's fine. Hit that, then come right back up here. Right. You know, so I think that's the best way we've found to do it, you know, and then a huge key for us has just been on having that on staff designer, you know, and kind of forcing design coordination and designer on any job. Yeah. I think that makes sense. Bunch of different levels. I keep hitting the table, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Look at this um, newbie over here. <laughs> Quit hitting the damn table. Uh, you know what, man? I think I am going to pause there because I think the next question is going to be a very long answer. So, okay. Let's call it a night mm-hmm. and uh, we will come back next week with the second question. Thank you.